Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. Uh, this is episode 31 and I'm Altai, joined by... Omer. Big Gumble. And Matt. <laughs> All right. Get wrecked. So uh, this is actually the first episode of the podcast that we are live streaming and we'll be up, you know, uploading around at... Well, this first episode we're live streaming, so for future shows, if you want to watch it while we're doing it, ask us questions while we're doing the show, just follow us on uh, twitch.tv slash remotemmos. Oh. We will eventually make a podcast specific channel eventually but yeah how was everyone's week so far guys it's going it's going i I just got to make history by interrupting sean at the beginning of our first live podcast so i'm good (laughs) 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 any any Uh, other interesting events going on with you guys this uh, this past week i have been live streaming my review of the villain on twitch and um, it's coming together nicely. It's been fun. A lot of clacking away. All right, all right, Gumby. I'm gonna, I'm, I need to ask you for a, on the spot 1.7 to 1.93 review for Devillian in that range. Let's hear it. 1.81293. All right, solid answer. It's not bad. Yep. It's not bad. Not bad at all. It's it's all right. It's a good. It's a good distraction amidst an MMO drought, you know. But right. when Path of Exile's next expansion comes out, if you like ARPGs, you'll probably. Go for that instead. Do you still feel like Path of Exile is like the gold standard of ARPGs right now? I mean, after what I saw in the uh, upcoming expansion, I would say that they're about to set the gold standard for mixing puzzle mechanics and top-down action combat. I think they, I think they're gonna set the new standard. You know, even beyond D three, which is very mob-heavy. So we'll see how it turns out, though. All right, all right good. I've been doing a little bit of live streaming myself as well. Did a little bit of League, as well as First Assault. And uh, a little bit of Hollow this week. I've been, I've been live streaming way more than usual. Usually, you know, around nighttime. So that's been my week, Matt. That's good. Um, I saw Star Wars. That's about it. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> been a boring week for me. I've been running around. It's holiday season. All right. Well, <laughs> we, we since you brought up Star Wars, okay. I mean, we don't want to do any spoilers. I think a lot of people haven't seen it yet. But I want I want to want to ten out of people that have seen it so far in here. Okay, I'll start with me. Uh, I saw it. Uh, I I thought it was just like an action movie. It didn't really live up to the name for me, so I'll I'll give it like a like a six or seven. Matt, I'm I'm gonna give it a six. It's just another oh. generic action movie to me. It's yep. like yep. um, there, there, there's nothing special about it. There's, I mean, like they brought back the old characters, but they don't feel like themselves. It's just it's an action adventure movie. All right, uh, I'm gonna give it a solid eight. I enjoyed it. I mean, I went into it, you know, with pretty low expectations. Perhaps that's why I had a little bit more of a surprise. I did. I expected it to be a disappointment, but I, I enjoyed it, and you know, it wasn't. The, it wasn't the best movie, but <coughs> a solid eight. And I guess we we can talk more about specifics in a later podcast. It's still, so many people have not seen it, so I just, I, I don't know. I just get the feeling they didn't really capture what was great about Star Wars, and the one really tragic moment in it really defined how little they knew about it because it just like it came up and i'm just like it just happened i mean i wasn't <laughs> upset i wasn't sad like it i wasn't even angry it just kind of <laughs> i agree with that I, I think i were talking it. about and I, I agree i actually talked to him about, about that a lot Right. Somebody actually in the in the in the chat just said my wallpaper is a screen clip of Remo looking at the girl slap her own ass on Skyforge. He's a true <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of my I would I would say one of my favorite videos for MMOs.com. It's uh it's thirty four seconds long. Somebody linked it if you want to put it on. <laughs> Let's do it, boys. It's only thirty four seconds long and <laughs> I was having a lot of fun with the character creator. I just want to point out that that is exactly why Skyforge won MMORPG of the Year, was simply that the girl slaps her own ass. Um, that is how we judge our games, and uh, looking forward to next year's winner. So actually, we should we should talk quite a bit about We should talk about the Game of the Year Awards, because let's see it on the... Oh, there you go. We should talk about the Game of the Year Awards, because we just actually put those out recently, Remos.com. We did. We did. I got to put that together. That was fun. We, we didn't take it as seriously as other sites. Because uh, Game of the Year Awards, you know, we just wanted to have a little fun with it. But our reward, our rewards do stand true. Uh, the games that were chosen are uh, pretty much left the best impression within their category. It was a weird year for MMOs, though. We saw more games being discussed that are coming out in 2016 mm-hmm. than 2015 itself. We so- saw more games shut down in 2015 than come <laughs> out in 2015. <laughs> Wait, so what does everybody on this podcast think about Skyforge being the game of the year? I know I know it got a lot of heat from some people on RMORPG and a few of other course. places. Okay, if we don't count games that went free to play, like they were already out, we don't count games with expansions like Guild Wars. Those. Okay, so then yeah, yes, I, I agree. Them. I agree. Guild, uh, Skyforge was, was game of the year, MMORPG-wise. 
Not game-wise, uh, but MMORPG-wise. MMORPG-wise, yes. Yeah. I, I think it brought back Fantasy Star Online, basically. Mm-hmm. It, it turned it into an endless grind from hell, but it brought back <laughs> the same kind of like feel that Fantasy Star Online had and then added <laughs> to it. And I, I completely agree. I feel like a lot of people were overly critical. I was like, oh my god, you made this trash game the game of the year? You guys suck. And then... I actually posted on like, okay, do you have any suggestions for what should have been game of the year? You know, I, I said this year was kind of dry for big MMORPG releases. You know, we're not counting games that went free to play, games that launched this year. When, once I said that, people realized, wait a minute, there really weren't that many no. big releases this year. Yep. If we're gonna go uh, free to play, a converted, then for me it's Guild Wars two. Yeah, I agree. That. But that, again, that doesn't count. Right, right. right. For this category, yeah, 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 I know. And that came out of 2012, so I mean, it, I, right. I don't think it should be included regardless. Whoa, whoa, free to play game of the year, okay? It's a, it's a reset. But nothing changed. I mean, it just added an expansion. I mean, it's yeah. not like Wildstar <laughs> where they completely well, revamped I would not have played it if it didn't go free to play. That's why, okay? Agreed. <laughs> that, you that's... do know that Guild Wars 2 did get best MMORPG expansion almost exclusively for that reason. Because mm-hmm. they, they went free to play. They were able to boost their player base. They have a solid core game. And I think that they're setting a new precedent for how you invigorate a buy-to-play game. And, you know, I'm sure plenty of people bought the expansion that never would have even tried it had the game stayed by the play. 100%. Base game. Base game stayed by the play. And at the same time, they added more grind than you could uh, possibly imagine to the expansion. Nice. There's one part about Guild Wars 2 and the free-to-play version that nags me the wrong way, and I I guarantee it nags Aaron as well. If you didn't buy the game or buy the expansion... You, you do limit on the auction house. I thought it was really stupid. Like you couldn't yeah. sell a lot of your gear. Okay, so that probably would have nagged me if like, when, I, when I get higher end. Yeah. But at the beginning, I, even though I have the pre, I have the expansion. I don't bother selling. I just I just destroyed my gear because it's it's like <laughs> it's like it's like two silver, one copper. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, I know, I know. Early you game, know? it makes no difference. <clears throat> it makes no difference. But it just that was the only part that bothered me. Like with the free to play conversion. I mean, you can't blame them. They still want to make money and sell the game, obviously. But if you're gonna make like all the content free, don't like, like, sideline players like that on like one aspect of the game, which I feel like it, it, it would have been nice if they just made that part free to play as well. All right, so I have a little well, well one technical issue first. Uh, is the stream buffering for anyone else? For me, yes. it's working fine. Uh, it buffered for me a couple times. Really? Okay. So we have to play with the settings next time. So remember, there's a test run, guys, for the stream. Uh, I have another point about Guild Wars with the auction house. What do you guys think of the fact that you can just right-click an item in the middle of the field and just sell in an auction house? I don't like that. It uh, it doesn't break my sense of immersion. It, it, it breaks game, my it, 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 fine. It, it, I like it. I don't like it. For a game focused it, on grind to keep your bag space down, I don't think I mind either. Well, um, I mean, then what's the point of even like I don't know? Just if it's sci-fi, I mean, it kind of like you could they could explain it away with like you know like digitize oh, me, but whatever. Oh, it, it's magic. <laughs> End of story. There you go. Yeah, you, you have wizards in the true. game. There are, there's a group of wizards, the, the Wizards of Commerce, and they, they channel their powers and make the <laughs> items get TP'd to the uh, auction house. <laughs> uh, we got huge buffer problems. Uh, did, did you set your... What are your stream settings on? Okay, I have it set the same settings that we record at. That's why. That's why, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's definitely a problem. I, you had, you had, you had, I told you to put a 3,500. How would that be better than 1,000? No, because you have to disable all the other stuff. Oh. Anyway, we'll worry about that later. Okay. Uh, I guess you, it, it'll be a little bit buffery. Uh, sorry about that, guys. But it'll be fixed for next time, and then we'll, it'll, it won't be you know laggy when we put it on YouTube. So yeah, and you guys will you know can hear it tomorrow fully. Plus, all your questions and stuff that you guys talk, we will definitely look at them too. All right, somebody brought up a question. Well, first, let me, let's face up the Guild Wars discussion because you were saying you were complaining about that aspect of the game. But what about quick travel? You could quick travel from anywhere in Guild Wars by clicking M and basically clicking anywhere you've been to a waypoint. Is that a problem for you, Mr. Immersion? Okay, that's not a problem for me. How? And, uh, how uh, Keep in mind, you could just quick travel to the to the main city and use the auction house that way, if you have no problem oh, with just, it. Yeah, but still, at least that way, it, I feel like I'm leaving the zone. I'm going to a different zone. So it's a loading screen that just sells you on the Immersion. Yes. That yes. breaks Immersion. That breaks the grind. <laughs> breaks my mentality. Oh, I got to sell now. I, want, I'm a, I was built to grind. I got the hat. I'm built to grind. I don't want to stop. I don't mind. But I don't, that's I a good question. You're nitpicking. Maybe, maybe. But again, like you said, I, the, the, the teleporting didn't break my mind. It didn't come into my mind. But the somehow right-clicking sell to auction house did. So Maybe because it's new and it's novel. Maybe. Maybe you're just nitpicking is, is, is what I'm getting at over here. <laughs> I don't know. I do I, want I to would... point out 
that we also have the uh, uh, best category in our uh, games of the year, which is best Chinese knockoff game. And <laughs> I think we're setting a new standard for game of the year posts. <laughs> which was Tiny Mighty Heroes Unite, uh, a great browser game with Magnet Man, Hurricane, and Mind Reader as the main heroes. So, MMOs.com, paving the way to the future. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Matt. I'm sorry. I was, I was uh, passionate. <laughs> I was captivated by passion. Oh, God. Um, no, I was just going to say I would kill in most other games to have the ability to sell my items out in the field. Like, I yeah. kill. It's it's such a convenient part of the, about the game. I don't know. I don't like it. All right, well, somebody asked what our favorite movie or board game of all time was. So that's, that's uh, huh. let's throw that in there. Favorite movie, guys. Mm, Groundhog Day. Uh, I want. I want a solid like this. Is my. I don't, I don't want like oh, it's this, this or this. Okay, that's I, not fair. Hierarchies I, are silly. I, I want a number. I, I want a number one. I gave you one. I haven't considered this in a long time. And it's, Matt, you have ten seconds for an answer. I don't have an Nine, answer in ten seconds. Eight, seven, <laughs> six, five. You better get an answer. Otherwise, it's gonna be uh, Spy Kids too. Four. Oh, dear God. Three, <laughs> two. One. All right, Matt, oh. let's buy kids too. Next. <laughs> All right, I can give you, I'll give you a limited category. Uh, my favorite fun movie, like if you want to watch a movie just to have fun, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That is my favorite fun movie. I can watch that any time. It's an odd genre, fun movie. Fun movie, like a movie you just watch, like just casually, you want to have fun. Like when I was grinding in WoW, I must have watched Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark countless times. So. Did, you, did you have a loop while you were grinding? No, no, I would loop through all three movies and then I'd come back. <laughs> That's that roll, right? <laughs> Wait, so, so... There's too many... Ca I mean, the movies are so broad. I can't, I can't pick one of all time. Well, you want me to pick Synecdoche, New York? Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> huh? That's what I'm waiting for. Synecdoche, I, I, New York? I, I, I don't know. If it's based on what I've actually been able to watch the most amount of times without hating it, I've seen Lord of the Rings trilogy, like, God knows how many times on TV, and I can still watch it, so... Anytime you can watch a movie multiple times is definitely a good sign. Good sign. I, I guess that's as close to a favorite yeah. as you can get me within 10 seconds. <laughs> well, well <laughs> you, you, you've, you've already sold on Spike Kids, too, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but I'll round it off with uh, Shawshank Redemption. I've seen the movie at least like six, seven times, and it's, yeah, it's still watchable. Okay, right, I want to move on. Uh, we were talking about Star Wars earlier, mm -hmm. movies. I wanna, this is, this is the, one of the best uh, articles on MMRPGs I read this week. Uh, basically, it's about emulation projects around Star Wars Galaxies. Mm -hmm. So Star Wars Galaxies was actually an original game, like original MMORPG, before they made it all like uh, cookie cutter and then, then they closed it. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you guys are interested in old games, like I know a lot of us are, we still play like WoW, classic servers, Ultima Online private servers. Um, this is a good read. Uh, recommend it to you guys. So on the spark notes wise, is a Star Wars Galaxy private server happening? Interestingly, there are currently eight pr projects going. To make one. <laughs> to make one. But there's not a single one. They, they exist, but like, you know like how those old WoW private servers like where like the bosses didn't like do their abilities on you? Yeah. Okay, it's like that. It's like it's like the world is there, but like it doesn't really function. So it's, uh, but they have the world there. They have the server stuff working. It's just that it's got to be polished. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how long it's going to take. I mean, I think the mo one of the one of the biggest like, Private server communities I've seen just really get huge was EverQuest. I mean, I, I felt well, Ragnarok Online obviously as well. I mean, I think I think at one point one of the emulators is called like yet another Ragnarok emulator or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, EverQuest is a really vibrant private server as well, community as well. At least it did in the past when I when I was playing it. Well, there's some sweet video right here of uh of I mean, Star Wars Galaxies. If you guys haven't seen the graphics in this awesome game, on the bright side. These already exist, whereas Matrix Online and Tabula Rasa and Chronicles of Sel Spellborn, which have like si private server projects, they're probably never going to exist. Why would anybody want to play Pro Chronicles of Spellborn? I remember playing that when it came out. It, it, it felt so dead even back then. <laughs> well, <laughs> PvP in that was really even because oh. gear didn't matter at all. It was all aesthetic. <laughs> All right, uh, slight transition. Uh, it's, I guess it's somewhat sci-fi related. But you keep playing that for now, though. It's fine. 
Uh, somebody asked in the stream too if we've heard about the guy who was suing Beth Bethsaida. And uh, have you guys heard about that? Yes. I think he's going to set a new precedent for suing people. <laughs> I don't so, know. There's some ridiculous suits out there. Okay, so this is the one about the Fallout 4 addiction, right? Yes. Let's okay, I had a friend. What's going on? I had a friend explain it to me today, and he's basically like, um, "Okay, so the lawyers took it on because this guy is like lost like seven thousand dollars because of addiction to Fallout or something, and his lawyers just basically went." This has never been done before, mm -hmm. but fuck it, we're gonna try it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you lose seven thousand? Isn't it like a bite? You just buy it with no, sixty no. bucks. You're he, done. He, he said he didn't know how addicting it was. He lost his job because he just play all day. Oh, but his and job was only worth seven thousand. No, no, he's 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 in Russia. <laughs> his time, his, his oh. time that he's put in is yeah. only worth seven thousand. Plus, he's he's in Russia, and he, the guy is suing Bethesda as well as the studio that localized the game in Russia. So. They're, they're suing two people at once. You know, if you're going to sue somebody for bullshit, you might as well sue two people for the same bullshit. This reminds me of the parents that played WoW and they forgot to feed their baby. I mean, some people just, you know, some people just shouldn't be allowed to play games. I don't know. It's called, it's called, I, I, it's called uh, I don't know, self-awareness or, mm -hmm. you know, being an adult. I'm not really sure what the answer to this is. This guy sounds like he's just looking for a quick buck. Or, or he's really that stupid. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. But what gives if he lost? Yeah, go ahead. If he lost his job because of playing a game too much, he might just really be that stupid. Well, I completely agree, guys. We have to settle this. All right. So, Sean, I've seen, I've been seeing you stream Fallout 4. Yeah. Uh, final verdict: Is it addictive? Boom. I mean, oh, that kind the same of way like chocolate is, is probably addictive. It tastes great, and I would love well, to. Just all right, keep well, eating it basically, all day I'm asking: Is it a good game? Is it worth my sixty bucks? I haven't, I haven't played a Fallout game since two. All right, it's it's only a good. I mean, if you've played Fallout three, then you know what you're getting yourself into. No, no, I haven't. Two was the last then, one I played. Then I'm not, I'm not sure because it's a different type of game. Okay. It's okay. A, it's a, let, let me explain what Fallout three was. Take Skyrim, make it a little worse, and set in Fallout setting. Bullshit. Skyrim was solid. <laughs> Skyrim was solid, okay? Skyrim Sky sucked. No, no. Yeah, it sucked. Sean, put up those... Put up and, those I'm a, and I'm a loops. Morrowind fan, too. Skyrim sucked. I'm sorry. Hated it. This sounds really like a hipster argument right now. <laughs> that's that's dismissive. Okay, I got that's an idea. I got, like, I got that's an like idea. Cleaning, it's like cleaning... It's not journalism. All right, no, go ahead. But, I got an idea. I but but you're not saying why. You just I, said it sucked. I can sell the dispute I'll, factually with no opinions. Go write an editorial. Okay, here we go. Whichever game sold more is better. Well, Fallout sold, Fallout 4 sold a lot. Let's see. Well, Skyrim probably sold Skyrim more. Skyrim probably sold decide. more. <laughs> Let the market decide, all right? Well, well Skyrim's been out for a lot Skyrim's longer, been out too. for years. But okay, so, Alright. <laughs> it sold over 20 million copies, alright? Which it's one? Pretty Skyrim. Okay, but what's the revenue? Because <clears throat> a lot of people like me bought it for like $10, Legendary Edition. And they never opened it. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll find out when the game, their, their sales settle down. And then we'll know for sure. We'll let the market decide. Alright, alright. In one, in one sense, I'll explain why I didn't like Skyrim. The world wasn't interesting to me. I get it, it's arbitrary. I like Oblivion, love Morrowind. Skyrim's world, not interesting. So, I didn't find Oblivion's world interesting at all. I boring. did. Oh, no, I, I loved it. Loved it. But, you know, art or subjectivity, I have no idea. <laughs> it just, what, what gives this case a little bit of legitimacy <clears throat> with the lawsuit was it wasn't just a random guy suing them. He got, you know, clearly a law firm willing to represent them. So the, the company's them? clearly saying basically they're going to take on the, the case most likely on contingency, contingency basis, meaning there's no upfront payment for the guy suing. So clearly they think they have a case. Otherwise, they wouldn't waste their time. They tell the guy to go home. That's mm. interesting. And, That's really interesting. And what's interesting, it didn't happen in America where you hear like, this is lawsuit heaven, you know, like capital of the world. It's happening in Russia. My, so. favorite, uh, my favorite lawsuit from Russia involves credit cards. Mm. So this guy got a credit card offer, right? Mm -hmm. What he did is he changed the wording in the contract, signed it, and sent it back. Then they, they issued the credit card. So then he maxed it out. And it, the, the change he put in was, I don't owe any money. This is, this is for free. <laughs> so then they sent him a bill. He said, hey, read the contract that I signed. It says I can do whatever I want. You know, I don't have to pay you back. So now it went to court. I don't know what happened after that. But that guy's pretty, pretty smart. The guy's, he, he's trying to be slick. I'm not so sure his slick plays are going to work. But I got to give him some points for you know, trying to be clever like that. Mm -hmm. It's one way to try ripping off the credit card companies. Not that we encourage that kind of behavior on the stream. You're gonna, they're probably going to come after you. Unless you're G2A.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about ripping people off when you use G2A. Okay, I, there's nothing wrong with G2A is a legitimate service as far as I'm concerned, all right? Where it's they get little... their keys, I don't ask questions, all right? 
It's a legitimate service that has actively told developers that they're not removing them from their service and they're not paying them either. Look, look, Matt, when you, when I, if you give me a glass of water, am I going to ask you, did you like murder someone's family to take this water from them? No, I'm going to enjoy the glass of water. <laughs> I assume the best of people are. <laughs> And how I know to make sure anytime Omer hands me something to find out whether or not he murdered someone's family. <laughs> when I go to Pirate Bay, I assume Pirate Bay has permission to distribute all those illegal copies of games, movies, oh. and everything. Oh, whoa, whoa, Pirate Bay doesn't distribute it. Users distribute it. Pirate Bay is free from scrutiny. And right? of course, people I'm downloading from, they have permission from the copyright holder, right? I, I assume that when I download. <laughs> a safe assumption. That'll definitely hold up in a court. <laughs> they didn't say they didn't have permission. That's my legal defense, sir. I rest my case. <laughs> Let him go. Alright, so one oh. day, I want to launch... Uh, this is completely different. I want to launch the MMOs.com Make a Game Initiative, right? Ooh. And the way we can uh, do that... Unreal is going to help us out here. They actually made a match 3 game on Unreal Engine. Mm -hmm. And they kind of made it live, right? Like, there's a video tutorial on how they did it. So you can, like, learn as, you, as they do it. So Ooh. if you guys want to get into game development or whatever, this might be uh, this might be your way in. Wow, that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and you learn how to make the most profitable kind of game, a match three game. <laughs> <laughs> no. Then you can sell to Blizzard for five billion. We're talking about Fallout. Forget Fallout. Candy <laughs> Crush is worth more. Yeah, right? So, also, if you want to get into game development, remember it's hard. It's it's, it's not easy. I imagine. <laughs> yeah, look at all this work that goes into this match three. Like there's like these charts, these flow charts going on. It seems crazy difficult. Matt, you've had some experience in game development, right? Yeah. And it took me, like, almost a year to make, like, the simplest of arena fighters. Damn. Approximately, how, how long, like, you know, you, how many hours do you think you put into that? Just out of curiosity. Uh, for about three months, eight to ten hours a day. Oh, my God. That is, wow. that is a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it made me about $20. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's like that with a lot of, you know, games. Like, it's like the 90-10 rule. Like, like 10%, like not even 10%, it's like the 99-1 rule. 1% of the games get 99% of the revenue. And everyone else fights for scraps almost. Uh, I'll give you a cheeseburger for the rights to the game. Done? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably worth about that much. <laughs> At least give him a Big Mac. Not, not a dollar burger, come it's on. Just, um, you don't realize how much work goes into especially like tweaking values for balance until you've done it. It You have to sit there, you tweak one number, you play the game to make sure that it feels right, and that takes about 10 minutes just for one playthrough. You tweak it again, you do it again, you tweak it again, you do it again. Just over and over. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> it takes so much work. So what, did you do it by hand or did you use an engine? Um... I sort of used an engine. It, it was more of a framework called Hakespunk. It's based on Flashpunk. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Mm -mm. Nope. It was a huge um, indie Flash engine that got ported to Hex, hmm. which um, is basically Flash for native compiling targets. Yes, yes. I would pretend I was... Well, uh, moving, moving along a little bit, we have some interesting news um, from Paladins. Uh, this week, Paladin is actually they're sponsoring a hundred thousand dollar tournament for their game that's still in closed beta right now. Uh, so, what do, you, what do you guys think about that? Uh, well, I know that I, I have a friend who's in that tournament. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. I think you know him too. Yeah, I do know him, but I didn't know he's gonna be in, entering this tournament. Yeah, he actually he posted something on Facebook, like support us or something. Oh wow! Uh, what I can say is this is great marketing, and all the money probably came from Smite. Yeah, obviously, yep. all their money comes from Smite. <laughs> Everything Hi-Rez does comes with Smite right now. <laughs> I wonder what Smite users think about that. Like, stop making other shitty games and focus on us. That's what they probably no, do. No, no. I think they're happy with uh, that the company's doing better now and you know, they can yeah, that's true. spread the love. And, and now I'm sure they're still, I'm sure their focus is still on Smite. That's their biggest moneymaker, yeah. so I imagine so. But still, I mean, any anytime they're doing stuff on other games, it still takes away resources from their game. Yeah. No, to be fair... <laughs> Hi-Rez really did turn around their public image this year with the whole revamp of Tribes. I mean, they just went out of their way to focus temporarily on a game that was making them basically no money. Yeah, they, they, got a lot of, they bought a lot of Goodwill for probably a very small amount of money, so that was a very smart move by them. So, uh, speaking of Tribes, I know we were talk, talking about it last week for uh, Sunday Funday. 
Then we got sidetracked by Ghost in the Shell, which was a newer shooter. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, how about some tribes for Sunday? I'm yeah, that's, like that's, that's the plan. All right, there you have Figure it, guys. Back. Tribes. We, we can all Sunday ski around and have issues hitting people with discs because they're tiny little ants flying around <laughs> at high light speed below us. Tribes <laughs> in a tense game. That's for sure. So how about, how about we stream that one too, uh, and that'll give us practice, or it'll give me practice on how to stream and record at the same time. Yeah, without... I'm, I'm, I have to do that because you, uh, you failed on this one. <laughs> oh well, whatever. <laughs> on, on the topic of goodwill, I want to talk about uh, a little bit of an older issue now. I think a couple of weeks old now about Hideo Kojima leaving uh, Konami. Oh really? We're gonna go there? I want to go there because uh, again, we were talking about goodwill, and go I ahead. think uh, I think. Konami made a big mistake letting this guy go. I mean, I was arguing with one guy on Reddit about it, so that's what makes me want to bring it up. And it was most about Goodwill, because even if his games aren't that profitable, which I would argue still are profitable, because they sold, like, how many million copies? How many millions of copies did they sell of? I couldn't give you a number, but I can imagine it's, it's hefty. I mean, I'm, I gotta look this up now. They sold, I think, five million? Oh, they made $179 million in 24 hours, okay? <laughs> Okay, and that means they sold over they sold over five million copies. That's like two hundred fifty million, three hundred million dollars. The game they said made took uh, like they said over eighty million dollars. Okay, is what an analyst said. I mean, obviously nobody knows for sure. So if a game took eighty million dollars to make, or let's say ninety, let's say hundred, and if you sold one hundred seventy nine million dollars in twenty four hours, let's say you get half of that in gross revenue to the company, it's gonna it's not gonna lose money. I don't think. It also bolsters uh, Konami's image just to have Kojima there because now yeah. they're like, oh, they associate quality with the parent company. Well, not really parent company, you know, they associate quality with the company. And now they've kind of diminished their public image, at least in the face of, you know, gamers, yeah. Gamers. Well, but the- go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, he can finish. I've cut I would off say, so I think they're just, they just want to cash in on the mobile, is the guess, right? They, wanna, they want more revenue, so they're going to make some. Mobile game. They're going to make their own Connect 3 with Solid Snake's face and uh, push that. That's all. All right. I, I think the real problem, though, is I saw a lot of people, and I really mean a lot of people, say that basically the only good thing about Konami was that they still had Metal Gear Solid. And now that Kojima's gone, what is Metal Gear Solid going to be? Those could not I'll be tell you what it's going to be. Games. It's going to be a match. Three game for mobile. <laughs> <laughs> All roads lead to match three knockoffs. No, no, it's going to be a top-down shooter exclusively for Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, so, take, let's take our bets. All right. I want to know what other what other like big franchise Konami even has in the gaming department because presumably they're not shutting down the gaming department. They still have other stuff. Actually, they own, they own Silent Hill. A they lot actually. Of they actually had they have a, Castlevania. Mm-hmm. That's true. They had a website where you could uh, fans could go in and then like vote on what which of their series they want to see focused on. I remember I remember I participated. I voted for a JRPG series. Sikoden. Yeah, yeah, Sikoden. There you go. That's a game. I would I would play a new Sikoden game. It's I think the last one was PS2 still. Sikoden Five. Solid game. Oh, that's right. They have Pro Evolution Soccer, which just went free to play on consoles. Ooh. That's a you big seller too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not free to play, free to play, but it's got a free to play version. It's a fun Konami game. Uh, Zone of the Enders. You guys ever play that? PS2. I have not. I played it on PS3. I I loved Zone of the Enders. I had tons of fun with the game. That's one of my favorite mech games. Uh, highly stylish. I actually think Kojima was worked on that game. Let's say <laughs> uh, that would explain. Yeah, he was the producer at least. Uh, I guess he didn't really directly work on it, but solid game. But yeah, I'm looking at what uh, Konami has created, and all I see is a lot of Metal Gear. <laughs> a lot of Metal Gear, a lot of Metal Gear spinoffs. Well, see, now what they're going to be making their money off of, looking at the list on the top of the Wikipedia page, is Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh is a money maker. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about Yu-Gi-Oh. That's still a big franchise. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Yu-Gi-Oh is still a big franchise? <laughs> 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 that was that was solid. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, they still have video game stuff going on. I just whatever, like, it, I don't think they were losing money on it. Okay, and so I think they had an argument with the big bosses because clearly he was spending too much money, mm. and they wanted to make a certain amount of profit on the game, which they, I guess, they clearly didn't reach the profit goals they wanted to. But I, 
I mean, it, they lost a lot of goodwill from gamers. I mean, if they release new products, I think a lot of people are not going to play it. <clears throat> I think I think they made a decision before, you know, a while ago to focus on mobile, and maybe Hideo Kojima just wasn't on board with that. I'm sure he wasn't. That's they, what they could have spun off the studio, sold the studio to somebody else. They, I think they left on pretty bad terms to the point where he just left. It wasn't the studio was sold, right? Uh, <clears throat> I don't, we don't. I mean, I think he, I know, he got he got to keep it. the name, right? Kojima Studios, or whatever. I don't know. Was Kojima was his studio independent or part of the company? I'm not even sure. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll dig into that later. But we have some other industry news uh, this week regarding probably a game I've played the most, uh, League of Legends. Uh, Riot Games is bought out entirely by Tencent. The big money is. Is that a surprise? Big... No, because no. I mean they bought they bought I think a little bit over majority stake in 2011 for 231.5 million. So they still they already owned over 50 percent and they bought the remaining however many percent they didn't have, and there's no price disclosed. But I would argue it's easily more than that because since 2011 Riot Games has easily grown more than double if not more than that so I think they're gonna pay, they pay at least another 40 million dollars for the remaining half so maybe maybe more because this is the biggest PC game the biggest yeah PC game of all time basically on revenue maybe uh, Sun Attack is, is a number two and Sun is number one so they're fighting for number one and two but it's it's a huge game since I don't know too much maybe some viewers don't either uh, does will this change the direction of League uh, no, 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 it doesn't doesn't change it at all. Well, yep. Yeah. Uh, basically, my only thought on this because I don't play League is Garena is basically screwed now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because now they, they they can they can just consolidate themselves and handle it. I mean, because Tencent operates in a lot of places too. Speaking of League, I actually played two games last night. I won both. Normals or normals? A-ramps? No, no normals. And I did well. I got I got Actually, I don't know when they added this, but uh. League is a really cool feature now. You, after the game, you hover over like this box. It tells you your grade. It gives you a grade. Yeah, you performance S, with that hero, S that A plus B, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got I got That's S class fun. with Malphite. Ooh. Game is trying to make you feel better. <clears throat> whoa, whoa. <laughs> you mean everyone doesn't get? Uh, you mean everyone gets an S? No, no. It's <laughs> has a performance. So clearly you did well that game. Yeah. Riot Games, man, is is a part of the big Chinese conglomerate now. The Chinese own Riot. <laughs> All right. Here's something you guys might not know. So, right, we say it's owned by Tencent now. Do you guys have any idea how big Tencent is in Western gaming? No, Western gaming, just right, I thought. Ah, they own 40% of, get this, Unreal. Really? Wow. Isn't that Unreal? What? That's Unreal. (laughs) Well, Epic, (laughs) Epic Games, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So, wow, Tencent is a... Is a monster. I mean, they own a lot of companies. I knew they own a lot of, like, tech companies. I know they own a lot of, like, gaming-related companies in the West. Uh-huh. They, uh, in 2012, they bought 40% for $330 million. Wow. So, they, they're, they're, you know, they got their hands in a lot of pots out here. So, if you're playing games on an Unreal Engine, which you probably are, uh, yeah, you're giving, you're giving Tencent some money. Giving them that your 10 cents. is bigger <laughs> than all of the U.S.'s economy. You're destroying America. <laughs> So this also puts things to perspective. I think Tencent is worth over $200 billion. I'll give you an actual figure right now, but I don't have the number in front of me, but I'm going to pull it up. I, I know it's, I'm pretty sure it's over $200 billion. That's absolutely massive. I, mean, I think that's one of China's biggest companies. All right, they're worth $9.4 billion. Uh, this is Hong Kong dollars. It has to be more than this. No, 9.4 times this. All right, $1.4 trillion Hong Kong dollars. Mm. Which is how many billions of U.S. dollars? 180 billion. That's a lot of money. That's that's, that's a lot of cheddar. That's Tencent owns 50% of my company. brother. Ha. That's what this guy said. <laughs> 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 Come on, why are you not a bot on here? I don't know. I'll make you an OP user too, so you can be OP. I nice. think chat broke. I'm stuck at shots fired. Oh. <laughs> Let's move on to something uh, a little bit controversial on MMOs.com. We had oh. an article by uh, one of our writers discussing MMO Founders Packs. And you guys know how much I love Founders Packs. Uh-oh. Here we so, go. Here we go. So what's the message worms. of the article? Please elaborate. Okay, uh, Aaron, you want to you wanna give us a message of the article? The message of the article? Yeah. Okay, so, uh-huh. uh, well, as the title says here, are MMO Founders Packs anti-consumer? See, when you have a question mark in the title... Uh, 
Discord, then it just means yes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's the argument of the author, For the right? Part, you're right. <laughs> Except that he didn't actually come to a conclusion. I'm no, but this stirred up some uh, contra controversy on uh, the comment oh, section that's here. The proper pronunciation. <laughs> I mean, mostly about his choice of words. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's distracting from the argument. Let's stick with the core of the argument here. We'll, we'll get to that too. I mean, I think I think he made a few. Like, he's clearly against founders packs, and mm -hmm. I think I know Aaron replied to the article as well, and I thought he had some uh, something worth saying. If you want to read what your comment was. Oh well, my point was uh, I do think they're anti-consumer in the sense that they they confuse the customer. Like, I know that I play games, like, free-to-play games. If they're on Steam, I'll try them quicker, right? Because it's just fewer steps to play. But if a game is coming out, and there's, like, a this tier, that tier, early access, closed beta access, founder's access, this access, it's too confusing. I just skip it, all right? It's not worth my hassle. So uh, the more barriers we have uh, for a game, uh, the less likely people are to try it. So you should monetize after. Uh, you should make it as easy as possible oh, yeah. to get a game, and then monetize after, I believe. So... Final specs kind of get in the way of that, in my opinion. Well, I, I think you could say the same of any game with a lot of DLC, though. I mean, when you're putting out a lot of content, especially for games with, like, Evolve, where you're putting out playable characters left and right, it's confusing. Like, oh, what definitely. do you buy? Or do you buy all of it? I mean, it, it's not just something specific to Founders Packs, and it's just kind of... and I mean, you can even say it about free-to-play games. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to buy this currency... And then buy God knows what with this currency, and there are all these items that do this or this. But, but you're not this. aware of any of that when you first try it because it's free. And same with DLC. Like when I see a game, okay, it's five bucks for this game, and if I scroll down, there's all the DLC packs. But I don't even look at that. I just I either buy the game or not. And then and then after I learn the game, oh, I should oh maybe I need this DLC. Oh maybe I need this currency. You know, it should be that way. Or like the founders pack. They usually come with like bonuses in the game, like mounts mm -hmm. or whatever. I I should play the game and then realize oh maybe I want this you know this mount or whatever. Well, really, yeah, my, my only I lost track. Right, my, my only problem is what Erhan said too. Okay, before when the game is not released yet, and they're selling all these goodies for a game I've never played yet. I mean, they they promised me all these goodies in the game that's worth they say estimated value three hundred dollars for only a hundred dollars. What a deal! But like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this mount. Like, I don't even I, I don't even know I'll know what it looks like, and that's about it. But they give you like like. A huge list of items sometimes that they have really no meaning to me. It's, it's confusing, ultimately. Yeah. I want to play a game, and if I like it, let me buy the extra stuff. And you could say selling all the extra stuff is anti-consumer, but at least I'll have an informed decision at that point whether I want to or not. It just feels like, obviously, it's advertising. They're selling hypes. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> illegal or like inherently wrong with it. It just I don't like it. I well, there is an issue right with founders packs where. Founders Packs have motivated this trend in providing less content to free users as a way of motivating the Founders Packs, whether it be through bag space or convenience items. And uh, if you've never played the game again beforehand, you know how do you know what, what the actual playthrough is going to be? Like Davillion. I always bring up bag space. Davillion, I got four you know, bag slot tickets for having the Founders Pack. But without it, you know, I'm completely limited. So now they're, they're, your developers are motivated to put in these annoyances to motivate you to spend cash on the founders pack. And you read through this large list and, and like you said, you know, I don't know what I want, right? I'm buying into a product I have no idea. Now I bought it, now cognitive dissonance kicks in and now uh, I, ha I have to like it, right? But I, I don't really know what I'm purchasing. Yeah. It's like I don't buy them, I don't buy um, shoes. Well, okay, that's a bad example. Like I don't, mm, I got nothing, but I don't buy nothing. <laughs> I don't buy a, I, I want to sit on the couch first, right? I want to see how comfortable it is at the bed. Some product. I, I like the picture Aaron's showing on the, the stream right now in the podcast. This for the LB Online Founders Pack. You can see the legendary, epic, and veteran tiers, and you can see the cost of each one. Mm -hmm. So you can see between veteran and epic, there's a $20 price difference. However, like what they're really selling is just one day access, like the difference in, in, clo in closed beta access. Like there's three tiers of closed beta access. They had like a few days apart from each other. So what bothered me was almost like, I think in economic terms, they call it a price-discriminating monopoly. We're getting, we're getting technical oh, over whoa. here. Whoa. technical. We're getting technical. <laughs> we're academy. Okay. Well, I mean, they could do it, obviously, but I, I still feel that if, if that's really the only value they're selling, it, it, it adds confusion, and I think in a way it's anti-consumer. Well, see, one of the points I raised, though, 
is it's it's clearly not about the money because if they sold as well as people think they do, then every pay-to-win free-to-play mobile browser game would have started doing Founders Pack ages are. ago. They are now. They're all but following. They're all following like the recent trend. Well, some are, but yeah. the majority are still doing pre-registration as an exclusive thing where you can pre-register and based on your social media like sharing, you'll get exclusive items from pre-registration. But that's a far cry from a Founders Pack. So a few might be doing Founders Pack, but the majority still haven't done it because it's really not making that much money. Okay. But what the oh. real thing I think they are for is they're for people that have played the beta... Mm-hmm. and want a good deal on a game they know they're going to spend a lot of money on. Okay, you're right and I think you're right and wrong. In many cases you're correct. I mean, there there is good size to founders packs too, but saying they're not making a lot of money is iffy and I think the comparison to browser games is not entirely fair cuz a lot of these Chinese browser games are just straight up money grabs and they're just monetizing as many ways as possible. And there is also there is a friction between paying for browser games. It's really how many browser games are out there that cost money? There was one, if I remember correctly. I, I think you guys haven't read a lot of articles about how much people spend on Farmville and, like, Clash of Clans. Oh, they do, I know. But those are mobile games. Mobile games are making a killing. But if you want, if you want to talk about revenue, how much money did, uh, did uh, this game make, did Albion Online make on Founder Pack sales? We, they, they said they had 60 million. 60,000 sales. 60,000 sales. Let's multiply by the... Do the mid-grade one. Do the mid-grade one. 50, so, what's that? I'm, I'm brain derping here. Well, but that's only one game. And All right, let me bring up the calculator, has, boys. Let me bring up the calculator. Six. That's only 000. one game. And, and this one has really sold itself in its marketing and its, it's like, promise of its promise of bringing back old school sandbox gameplay. And a lot of people have been really hyped about it. And this has been more driven by hype than it has Founders Packs. Okay, but I think we're missing one point, right? This is 2015. I my personal thing is that this trend on founder specs is going to be in everything moving forward. Yeah, I get that I think this so year too. it's not everything. I think that this year has set a precedent. I think any big title, and I also think that mobile games exist in their own bubble. That's an yeah. aside. Uh, but these, I think, most games coming out now, they're all going to have founder specs because it's just it's easy cash money. They can just bring it in. You know, founder specs are so easy. You're just generating keys. It's all it's digital. Items. It's it's not you know they're not producing their. There's no loss to the companies to do it. But but it's like free to play. It's like y- last year we didn't not literally last year, but like mm-hmm. last year it was all subscriptions and pay for boxes, and now it's free to play because free to play is what's generating more money. Whereas yeah. when it's a subscription, all you get is that fifteen dollars a month, and no one can pay anymore unless they pay for another account. It's just their way of trying to make more money and it's not really hurting us it's just kind of existing and giving us an option to buy into a beta but otherwise we can just wait for release like before and moan about how we still can't play like we always have <laughs> all right well let, let's take a small transition because i mean anti-consumer is a pretty strong word i mean obviously i don't think it's as big of a deal as um the article on the site made it out to be so I, mean, I, I understand there's a lot of good uh, – because players still ultimately have a choice. You don't have to spend the money. Like for Ghost in the Shell, I would not have bought the Ghost in the Shell uh, early access beta. I would just wait till it comes free to play and I'll play it. And if I like it, I'll spend money on it. Well, to be fair, the Ghost in the Shell founders packs are pretty bad. <laughs> well, five bucks <laughs> just to start playing. Forget the content you get. I mean as far as I see, it's $5 to get access to the game. But we will talk anti-consumer. Here's a video I thought – this demonstrates anti-consumer behavior more than anything else, and I thought this was pretty hilarious. I, I want you guys all to watch it here. All right, let's see what this is. This is the definition right. of anti-consumer. I'm already sold. Super Monster Bros. <laughs> we might have the garbage. Wow, IGN site has changed. Listen to the comment. You, you have the name of this one, right? It's Super Monster Bros by Adventure Time. Podcast. I'm busy with an advertisement. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Adblock, so bro. You know, tweet that out. Yeah. Hey, if I use AdBlock, I'm going to end up using it on our site, and we're going to get no ad wow, revenue. Right in there. That's all right. <laughs> Confirm your in-app purchase. Hundred dollars. <laughs> what I was about to say, I tried to select this Pokemon to say this is a blatant Pokemon ripoff. Right. Yeah. Look at Skinny Whoa. Bulbasaur over there. Bulbasaur is fifty bucks. That's a, that's a value compared to the so other one. Each character, this Charizard-looking guy is a hundred bucks. <laughs> this guy is fifty nice. bucks. Nice. I want to buy that. Hey, look at the little guy with the big nose. <laughs> what, about the random what is this guy? How much is the caveman? He's only five bucks. Oh, is anyone free? 
Yeah, the first guy's free. Okay. okay. Who, French okay. Charizard here? Yeah. <laughs> French Charizard is a joke. <laughs> wow. Okay, 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 okay. This is not the biggest. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it looks okay. Once you Keep get watching. Paywall, it looks like a 1990s. Coins, shooting dudes. Okay, okay. What was that? Nothing seems to. He didn't even fall there. <laughs> All right. Nice. This dude has just a pact with God. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh no! <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out of ammo. I'm out of ammo. Let's. This? <laughs> Do you want to buy 130 attack items for 99 cents? Do you want to this buy must have been made as a joke. 30 attack items? What is it? This reminds me so of that, that like, like pimple popping game like this attack that somebody singular. slowly this raised to like out of $400 right, just to see if people yeah, would I mean, buy it. Oh, okay. This is awesome. Yeah, but the point of this video is um, like one wrong click, okay, and there goes 100 bucks. <laughs> it's really, you know, you could easily make a mistake and buy, you know, something without you know, intending well, to. Well, it's aimed for kids who are, gonna, who are just going to use their parents' like iPad. Yeah. And then just click yes to keep playing. <laughs> That's true. What does that mean? Let's get we'll just say unlock new roll. No. Like hundred dollars for jump HP ammo. Twenty lives. Wow. No, okay, so that's that's no. a point of this it's point awful. of the anti-consumer. I think this a game like this is clearly a trap. Okay, it's a shit quality game. It's purely just trying to monetize by taking advantage of kids who are playing on their mom's iPhone or their parents like with their parents' iTunes account, so they can accidentally spend a lot of money. Speaking of spending a lot of money, mm -hmm. Entropia Universe, $5,000 invisible armor. Oh, I heard about <laughs> this. It, <laughs> it's, liter it's literally just $5,000 invisible armor. So, can you actually see it? <laughs> no, you, you can't see it. All you do is sit there with your invisible armor and watch as you can see all your under armor instead. Oh, it's so, not invisible, it's ethereal, right? We get that? <laughs> it's ethereal oh, you're right, armor. it does say ethereal. Now that sounds nice. That's classy. Just, That's a drink glass of just, wine. You can just take off all your outer armor and get the same experience. Okay, so but I have a question. There are 25 of these, so... Oh, so the company sound this, because I think in this game, I thought most things were like player-made or something. In this game, every single item in the game has real money value. Hmm. Um, so the way you get started is you either grind by collecting animal shit, which is what I tried to do, or, which, which is, that's serious, or you start spending money right away to try and make money. And Entropia has set the Guinness World Record for most expensive in-game purchases. I've heard. Any game. Yeah. Uh, Nightclub is sold for, I believe, 600000 to Ooh, oh, baby. Uh, multiple investors have broken up into different parts. The craziest thing, that $600,000 was made back within less than a year. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what they say. bought it for 100 you got to spend money to make money. Damn right. Capitalism rule two. Raptor, buy low, sell high. <laughs> guys, guys, I got an idea. We pool together our money. We create a, a founder's pack, and we, we, we get money, and we buy, we buy a space station on Entropia Universe, all right? And we, we make lots of money. We'll raise money from our viewers and us. We pull our money together, and let's buy something crazy in Entropia Universe. Well, we make our own uh, MMO. It's basically a blank Unreal map, okay? And then we sell people houses there. This is kind of what Shroud of the Avatar does. The, like, a year before they came to... <laughs> the, the, the game is made on Unity, right? Yeah. But they just have big green plots of, of Unity, like, blank engine maps. And then they're selling you houses on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Selling virtual houses, you know. It used to be like, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. Now it's just like, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge on a virtual... A virtual Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> well, there's quite literally an infinite quantity. It's like Star Citizen. Here's a planet. Let's sell you a virtual, like, oh spaceship. God. But okay, it's it's worth it because your spaceship is so well modeled that you even have a crapper. <laughs> oh, I did see that. I mean, it, it yeah. Also, I, I, I mean, we were talking about Final Fantasy earlier too. I mean, like, what about a game like Shenmue Three, which is they got they raised a lot of money on Kickstarter. And it was it was you know Sony is publishing, I believe. So it just seems, I feel like the Shenmue example is more of like a a pre-order kind of thing than a well, Founders Pack. The problem with Shenmue, though, is yeah, Sony funded it and all, but like people still threw their money at it without doing any research. It's mm -hmm. like Shenmue, yay, money. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't, it's, it's it's the same thing every time Tim Schafer goes to Kickstarter, and he lets us down every single time. <laughs> 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 but in a way, I kind of like that model where you know you can support the games that you want with like extra money like that. I think it works better for indie games, obviously. But what if like mm -hmm. a big company like Sony? Or let's say, um, 
Bandai, Nam- Bandai Namkai, they could be like, okay, there's a game that out in nice. Japan. There's a game out in Japan. We're going to launch it in America only if we reach $5 million with our pre-orders. Otherwise, we're not going to localize it. It's not worth our time. But that seems like a win-win, you know? If it doesn't reach the goal, nothing, you know, whatever. It didn't cost you any money. If it reaches the goal, you get a game that you wanted anyway, and it would not have been created otherwise. Well, right. I kind of wish people would do that for yes. localizations because localizations are like the hardest thing to convince any company to do right now. It's mm-hmm. so insane. It's not even funny. Why is that? Just because Honestly, you don't know I have successful? no idea. I have no idea. You have to set up the infrastructure, servers, and employee staff. Is that what it comes down? I mean, I guess it is a big investment. It's probably a bigger investment than you can than you realize at face value. Well, um, it's it's not even um, MMOs like any game, it's really hard to really make sure that they're going to have a localization. Like, tons of petitions for games have failed. Mm. I mean, I've seen some really good localizations out there. I mean, like, have you seen the Ghost Stories uh, localization? <laughs> okay, just, I mean, I have to throw this out there. We're going to watch a couple, we're watch a couple uh, minutes of Ghost Stories uh, localizations over here. You must have sent this to me a, th- a dozen times. You know that, right? No, not, 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 it's not, not blue water. It's blue water right now, but I swear <laughs> at night it becomes redder than Republican Texas. <laughs> this is a, the, the background of the ghost stories was with localization. Apparently, they just they just told the voice actors do whatever you want as long as at the end like the kids win or something. I just want to make sure that you're it's, saved. I am, and ever since I was saved, I've had the gifts, and I can sense this place is haunted. We can't leave Kyle. I don't care about your cat, he's probably dead. And that's how the Funimation translation model was born. <laughs> this looks like such old anime. My yeah, goodness. but the, the doves are hilarious. Kaya just showed up on the day this is too long. Finished. I don't want to watch all this. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Our dead mother? You feel bad now? I can only hope she knew about Jesus. It's been quiet for too long. <laughs> all right, all right, but the point is, that there are a lot of hilariously bad. I'll, I'll, I'll link there. this in the side notes. Yeah, this is this People is people can worth appreciate watching. it on their own. It's definitely worth watching, though. Quality localization, I guess they they cost lots of monies. This is what Yokai Watch could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Any other big news this week, guys? Uh, I did want to bring up that uh, Gigantic released uh, some gameplay. The director's cut of the gameplay walkthrough right after that sad the director's news. cut? Yeah, it's called director's cut. What does that mean? Uh, it means, uh, well, when a movie gets made and uh, there's different cuts that the studio wants, and then they go back and the director recuts it the way he wanted it. That's the director's cut. So I guess, you know. I didn't know that. I just, yeah. like, I, I just thought he was Real match, footage. real experts, real action. <laughs> Beat Team Synergy's heroes. So really? Isn't this a game that like is firing its staff before the game even came out? Yeah, yeah. 16 uh, numbers were like uh, last week or two weeks ago. I thought it was last week. I love the game's art style though. It looks really pretty. The cell shading uh, reminds me of Samurai Jack. This might be a weird weird comparison, but because uh, Samurai Jack when it came out didn't have black border lines on their objects. It was just the color, and that's what I think of when I look at this. It looks very pretty. It also looks kind of like Paladins in more cartoon. It does look like Paladins. I thought that too. A little sharper, a little sharper though, in my opinion. The graphics look sharper. Much sharper. Yeah, yeah. Sharper image? Much more colorful. <laughs> the environments in this also look far more impressive. They do. Really detailed. I think this one is going to be, uh, if it comes out, which I guess it's going to, I hope it's a success and that the unfortunate news we heard is not a important of more bad news. Uh, but between this, Battleborn I think has a very similar aesthetic to this. Mm-hmm. Compared to, I guess Overwatch has its own cartoony style, and Lawbreakers is going to be more realistic, as realistic as Unreal Tournament or something. But given that the genre it's in, it's still super competitive. Super competitive. Okay, so. Oh no, I can't say anything. Never mind. How many shitty clones are we going to see of this type of game coming 2016? Just like we've seen lots of MOBAs, like Golden Rush and a few other games. I'm just. I, d- I just can see small-time studios all trying to cash in on, on games like Pal, like the FPS MOBA, or whatever we want to call it. Well, actually, people, are con- people are already like convinced that Paragon is going to be a shitty game. I mean, Par- there's not enough information, so I don't know we, why. We just saw one like very bland trailer for it. Very cinematic and well-directed. Yeah. We have no idea how far. Well, they also had a little bit of gameplay. Yeah, that didn't count. I don't count that at all. <laughs> that was totally staged. That's like that's like when they show gameplay trails at E3 for Watch Dogs, and you come back to the game 
two years later and it comes out and it doesn't look anything like it. <laughs> I don't count that. Well, what, 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 aliens, what, colonial marines. So what do we know what yeah, this game so, Paradigm is called? Par- Paragon. 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 It was Unreal Power and MOBA that we saw earlier. You said it was going to be mostly oh. a tech demo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one by Unreal. Yeah, I don't think this is going to go that far. I mean, here's also my, my big big issue for all these games trying to break into the MOBA market. I mean, I think uh, Super Data actually just retweeted this today, their older article about Blizzard being able to take on the MOBA market. And you can just look how saturated it is already. Like, look who's already dominating this space. Is there really room in this market where one guy just is destroying everybody? Is there room? When you look at charts like these, you really remember it's always it's skewed, right? So even though League here is is wrecking, uh, there could be you know unless we see some numbers, there could be plenty of competition in that lower tier. Uh, we we have you seen know. numbers. I, I forgot what they were, but I mean there were there were numbers out there. They're like more I'm than like sure eight times the player base. I think you're you're mis- I think you're misrepresenting because I think there's there is plenty of competition. They're just never going to make as much money. As League of Legends or say Dota 2, but I think that they can compete amongst themselves and be successful. Depends on your measure of success. Will they ever take over the whole market? Absolutely not. Yeah. Then but, again, I mean, some of these small guys like Smite we we're talking about, they do make money. They make good yeah. money. That there is a market for the smaller games. Uh, I wouldn't call Smite small. No, Smite is not small. It's but uh, look if you look at the chart, it is small in terms of active players. This is relative, though. Yeah, Rel- it's relatively <laughs> speaking small. Okay, I'm sure a lot of studios out there would be so happy with that black line that Smite has. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, definitely. And who cares how big League is for them? As long as they're happy, you know, they're going to make their money. Because they're profitable. Yeah. They can pay their people and keep doing what they want to do. Nice. I'm sure a lot of these companies are going to be just fine doing that. Again, they, I don't think anything can keep come in and sweep the competition in this arena. I don't, I don't see that as being possible. I mean, how much more could you improve on? At that point, you're changing the genre. And at least... Paladins and this you know, this uh, gigantic. It looks like they're trying something different. Whereas if you saw a game like Infinite Crisis last year, or earlier this year actually, I think. I mean, it shut down pretty quickly. It, it really didn't really push the genre at all. Whereas, at least the newer games we're seeing are trying a little bit different stuff. Do you think these new games are going to be grouped <laughs> with League and Dota because no, mainly I, because it, it it is its own category in a sense. It's 3D. It's FPS in a sense or third person. It, it's kind of become its own genre. You, th- you don't think Gigantic is a MOBA? You don't consider that a no, MOBA? I think on one level it is a MOBA, but I don't think they'll be grouped. I don't think when people start making comparisons, you're going to compare it to Lee. I think do, you compare, do you compare Smite to Lee? No. Yes, I, I do. I, do. I, think I, do. I, I compare Smite I to Lee. I do. Yeah. I haven't played Smite, so I don't know. But, Smite but, is basically action-packed League. Okay, and so yeah. what, what is the difference between Smite and a game like Paladins and Smite and a game like uh, Gigantic? Uh, it's like, I know it when I see it, okay? Uh... Gigantic and Paladins are not the same as Smite, League, and Dota. No, the, the relationship between Smite and League is the same as between Paladins and Smite. No. The, the distance between them. No. I think no, that, not even close. Not even close. A little Uh-oh. bit close. No. <laughs> Disagree. They're going to they're be compared ultimately. Well, I mean, you, could, you could compare Pong with Smite too if you wanted. No, They're both video that, games. That, that's a stretch. Ha, well, but see, I'm, what I've realized is that all that Paladins has in common with MOBAs is the character-based, objective-based gameplay. That's it. Yeah. It has nothing else yes. in common. It's a completely different genre. Yeah. Is, is Overwatch a MOBA because it's characters? You have a lot of the similar mechanics. You, know, you, have, you, have, you have characters with abilities. You've ultimately destroyed their base to win. You oh, have, come we on. We had characters with abilities back on, like... The yeah. PS2, but like, <laughs> it, it's still a MOBA. All right. Well, we can we have a we'll have, we'll have to debate this uh, further one day. We're at a it's not an editorial. We're an hour. We're at an hour eighteen minutes in here. So we can't we really. debate it in an editorial. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we can, we'll debate it in the next podcast, maybe. But keep going. You, you so can... if we're ending it, then yeah. Does anybody else know what today is? Today is today's the. Today is the third year anniversary of us not dying thanks to the Mayans being wrong. Yes! So oh, I wow! I just want to take a moment <laughs> to recognize all the games we would never have been able to play. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe we are dead. Ooh. Ooh. It's actually lost. We're actually the island, the island and lost, all right? We're all dead. And Except we're trapped I, at our computers, which is fine well, by I, Well, I would like to take a moment to recognize them, but the only ones I could think of were Skyforge and Elder Scrolls Online. So... <laughs> <laughs> So Matt, did you know anybody like in real life that was like really dead set on this mind thing being accurate? No. I did. We did. Yeah, I did too. I know there were people panicking and I heard about riots and stuff, but... Some guy legit asked me. He's like, I have a bunker in Iowa with some friends. Do you want to come? 
I said, no, I'm good. I'll take my uh -huh. <laughs> The world is ending. It's going to explode. Your therefore, won't save you. <laughs> no, no, but they, but they were no, no, no. Different people had different like ideas, right? Like this guy thought a comet would come near the Earth, and like the gravitational forces would cause volcanoes and earthquakes. But the, X. but the world wouldn't blow up. That was he, he was more of like a calamity kind of guy, you know. Uh, calamity. That sounds like calamari. Well, I like to tell right now. All right, well, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks for sticking with us, guys. I know there were some technical issues on on Twitch. We'll have that figured out for next time. We'll play Again, air hunt entirely. Well, remember, our goal was uh, 2016 January to do it live. So this, you know, considers uh, early access, and you guys just paid for the bugs. And so there Boom, you go. Early, there you go. <laughs> Everything goes full circle with the facts, all right? All right, so say your goodbyes, guys. Let's hurry this up. All right, later, guys. See ya. Take care. All right, there it is.